Might be too strong out on compliments Overdosed on confidence Started not to give a f and stop fearing the consequence Drinking every night because we drink to my accomplishments Faded way too long, I'm floating in and out of consciousness And they saying I'm back, I'd agree with that I just take my time with all this sh I still believe in that I had someone tell me I fell off, who I needed that And they wanna see me pick back up, well where'd I leave it at? I know I ex- Where I leave it at though. Where I leave it at though. <laughs> what is going on, y'all? Jay Sutton and I am all the way back with another episode of the Destroying Doubt Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me today. It feels weird to be back on the mic, but I am here nonetheless. And look, I just wanted to say. Thank you all for bearing with your boy. It has been a long time, and I'm hopping back on this mic like I haven't um, been gone forever. Um, <laughs> and I thank you all for bearing with me. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Um, you know, I don't have a – actually, I do have a long, drawn-out explanation as to why I've been gone so long. Um, but I'm not going to give that right now because recently I was a guest on Randy Aiken's podcast, and Randy is someone that has been on this show a gazillion times <laughs> a good friend of mine um a, another creative out here and i was on his podcast he started his own podcast and he just wanted to give me my flowers man and he had me as the first guest on his podcast and up there i bring things full circle and i explain my story and i explain what i've been doing during this hiatus that, that i've been away um <laughs> i i explained that and like I said, I just bring things full circle and, and catch you all up on everything that's um, been going on in my life. So I'm going to save that and play that um, uh, interview that I did with Randy here for this first episode back after this hiatus. So I'm not going to give a long, drawn-out explanation. But I just would like to say that I hope that everyone is safe um, during this pandemic, during this coronavirus pandemic. I know that this is troubling time for a lot of people. Um, even myself, you know, having difficulties in my life and we'll talk about that in later episodes, but, uh, thank you all for, for listening, for continuing to listen and continue to support me. And like I said, I wish you, I wish that you all are safe, um, and, and healthy during these troubling times. And without further ado, I'm going to play, um, this interview that I did with Randy Akins for his podcast, Hustling and Pushups. And I put the link to that um, in the description. So make sure you go support that brother, show him some love. But I'm going to play this, and hopefully this catches you up on, you know, why I've been gone and what I've been doing <laughs> while I've been gone. And we're going to come back with more content for you. And, uh, again, thank you all so much for your support throughout the year. So without further ado, here it is, my interview with, uh, with Randy Akins. Thank you so much. Yo, it's Randy, and welcome to Hustling Push-Ups, the show about setting and achieving impossible goals. Today, it is my very distinct pleasure to share my homie, my brother, Mr. Jay Sutton with you guys. Jay is the host and associate producer for Knows All Access, a television show that covers all Florida State athletics and airs weekly on Fox Sports. He's also the host of the Destroying Doubt podcast, which has 
over 100 episodes and thousands of subscribers in 30 countries. You may hear me on 15 or 20 of those episodes too. He's a former host of Jay and the Coach's Daughter show on ESPN Radio Panama City. And shortly after being on that show, he was actually invited to host his own. He's a former board operator for the James Hale Morning Show and eventually worked his way up to producer. Finally, Jay was an NBA correspondent for the Kevin Sutton Show on ESPN Radio Orlando and a fill-in host as the show needed. My dude, Jay, what's good, brother? What's going on? What's going on, man? What's going on? Look, you, you was doing the introduction. I was like, dang, I sound a little important. Who is the introducer right now? I know, man. <laughs> hey, for everybody out there, this is my brother for real, man. And he paid me $13 to read all of that stuff. <laughs> Money well spent. Money well spent. Yeah. I, look, I was choking up a little bit trying to read it. I was like, dang, this dude is kind of important. Nah, this just changed. <laughs> Yeah, I lied about all that stuff. But, yeah, thanks. Uh, nah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. way better than that, my dude. You wouldn't be here <laughs> otherwise. You would not be here. <laughs> man. So, look, how, how long have we known each other for? Uh, let's see. I would say if I had a guess at first before we narrow it down, I would say, what, since, what 2016 at least? Yeah, I believe it was 16. I believe it was 2016. Yeah. Yes, but so for the past four years, right? Yeah. And yeah. We, we we met because of uh, Ian. Ian Tuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. Some of those conversations are still impactful to me, like, to this day. And, and for those of you out there who don't know about me and Jay, like, we would literally talk about the things that we wanted to achieve when we would sit down and chat. And based off of this list that I just read, man, I, I think I think you might be out of stuff to do. You might need to come up with something new. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it's a two-way street, man. You know, like you said, we had those conversations, and I think we pushed each other and inspired each other. And I'm I'm – I'm really thankful and glad that Ian introduced me to you, man. When he first set it up, he was like, "Yeah, man, I want to introduce you to uh to this guy, man. He's, he's just like you. Y'all are y'all are both driven, man. Y'all both inspire me. So y'all need to meet each other. So y'all can inspire each other, inspire the world. And uh, I, I'm so thankful that he did that. And like I said, it's been four or five years since then, and you know we've been connecting, and it's, it's been amazing. Yeah, man. And, and ditto, man. I, I wouldn't. I would not have started this show if it hadn't been for you. And I say that because, you know, I had ideas and I thought about it. And it's been a while. You know, we, we talked about it all those years, and I'm really just now taking off. But, you know, I didn't get the the blessing and the courage and the confidence to do it. Plus, you know, life was a pain in the butt, too, until I started doing shows with you and, you know, collaborating and doing all of the stuff that we've done, man. So I, I just want to say thank you, first of all, for helping to open up my creativity and for giving me an opportunity to be on your platform. For sure, man. That's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So let's let's go back in the past, man. You are in the United States Air Force, and you have aspirations of being a multimedia mogul. Go. <laughs> <laughs> You said go? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> what, oh, what well, drove you, man? Well, yeah, man. I just 
the whole reason why I joined the military, if we're going to take it back a little bit, yeah. was for the, the educational benefits. Um, I remember working in a warehouse and uh, my wife working. We're working really hard. We went to go buy a house in North Carolina. And we, we looked at this house for a long time. And, and it was the house that we wanted for ourselves and for our child. And I remember going to the bank and getting denied. And the reason why we got denied was because um, my wife was too much in, in debt as far as her uh, student loans or whatever. I see. So we made good money, but we had a lot of debt. And so they were like, nah, you're good, pretty much. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, we would have to get a lesser house than what we wanted. And so I had just been thinking about it. You know, I wanted to do um, sports broadcasting so much. I listened to it every day while I was in that warehouse. That's what got me through it. Um, was listening to ESPN Radio, and I was like, I want to work at ESPN Radio one day, and um, I knew I had to go to school to do it. Um, and so I wanted to join the military in order to to get the educational benefit, so that um, we wouldn't uh, continue to accumulate debt. So that was my reason for joining. And when I joined uh, the military, you know, I never lost track of that vision of wanting to be a sport bro- sports broadcaster. Okay. So while you were in, were you able to attend uh, any of the college that you needed to to reach that goal? Yeah, yeah, I did. And it was rough, man. It was rough because I didn't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't a guy that was really big on the military um, as far as knowing everything about it, all the ins and outs. And I did not know. People may laugh when they hear this, that uh, the Air Force comes before everything. Oh, <laughs> Surprise. Even school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. people people say, I'm going to join the military for school, but they don't realize that, uh, you know, that's one of the things they, they dangle out there. I mean, they definitely come through on their promise, but they come first, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can go to school, but you got to take care of Uncle Sam first. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was difficult because, you know, they were saying I had to do CDCs and, you know, uh, I forget what it's called as a CDC, where you learn your job, the, the training or whatever. And I was like, no, I can go to school, too. And they was like, no. They were like, well, you can do it, but uh, what did they say? We're not going to pay for it or something. And if you do bad on your CPCs or whatever, oh, then see. there'll be consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I was like, you know what? I have a timeline. I know what my goal is. I'm going to do it. So I was going to school while I was doing CPCs and everything else. So, and yeah. For those out there who may not be familiar with the military, CDCs are – a career development course. And so it's basically um, like distance learning for our jobs. And after CDCs, we go to OJT and we have to get yeah. to a certain amount of training before we're allowed to do extracurricular stuff um, from a military standpoint. So that's, that's what he means. We yeah. got to take care of Uncle Sam and learn our jobs before we can go to school. Which it makes sense. I mean, you know, I'm not hating on it because, you know, you're, you're essentially using each other pretty much. Um, so you can't lose sight of, yeah, we're going to pay you to go to school, but we're paying you to go to school because you're doing this job for us. So you need to learn your job, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, no, no one wants to hear that, though, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you if you come in and you're excited, <laughs> then of course you want to knock out what you want to knock out first. And I think it's yeah. admirable that you were able to be able to do both because some people don't survive their CDCs, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that while I was in. I didn't know that it was that daunting for people, but yeah, a lot of people don't survive that. Um, but like I said, I had a goal going in, and 
I didn't want to make a career out of it, and that's no that's no shot at anyone that does because it's a great career, especially you know if you if that's what you want to do to take care of yourself and your family. It's yeah. a it's an amazing career. Um, it just wasn't the career that I wanted to pursue, so I, I was focused on going ahead and knocking that out. Yep, I totally understand, man. And, and you know, as a person who is on the other end of the spectrum, you know, I've been in for over twenty years now, and you know, there's times where I've had to struggle with putting Uncle Sam first too. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, we like to do all this stuff that we do. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta rein it back in because I mean, he's got to come first <laughs> if you want to get that paycheck. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, this is tough for me because when you just said that, I like, I want to be the host and I want to give you your love and your praise for that. Cause that's not nothing that's, that's gross over, you know, 20 years served and doing everything that you're doing. Like, I just want to stop and celebrate you. But that's not my job. I'm oh, kind of being celebrated. So. Come on, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. See, and, and the problem is we've we've had these kind of conversations so many times. It's like nobody's really the host. We're just talking, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it is about you, and we'll we'll tell everybody about me some other time. Um. <laughs> so as you're as you're going to school. And finishing up your CDCs, we talked about your podcast. Um, what what inspired you to to start that venture? Oh man, do we have yeah. enough time? Hey man, we got all the time. <laughs> we got all the time you need till two o'clock. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So all the time till two o'clock. All right. So um, maybe even you know. If you need it. <laughs> so I went to. A process in the military uh, is where where I was discharged as a content inspector, um, where I opposed, and that definitely wasn't planned uh, going into it. You know, like I said, I want to do my thing and get in and get out, and you know, then that happened where you know I developed these feelings about the military participation overseas and different things like that, and it really it really bothered me, man, and I wasn't able to function properly. Um, giving my feelings and beliefs that I had developed about the military and my participation in it. And so, you know, I was really struggling with, struggling with that, but I still had my mind uh, on the end goal of what I wanted to do and why I joined. And in that process of me going through this over, I want to say a year long discharge process of uh, separating from the military as a conscientious objector, I had to tell my story to so many different people. And so many people asked that I didn't have to tell. Yeah. And in telling that story, man, I came across so many people that felt the same way I did. Not necessarily about, I guess, the military participation and being a conscientious objector, which there were some of those as well. But people that had aspirations outside of the military, but they just felt like they couldn't do it because they just didn't think that they were good enough. Or they just doubted themselves so much. And I said, you know what? While I'm on this journey... I'm going to try to take as many people with me as I can. I'm going to talk and I'm going to try to inspire as many people to destroy doubt and go after their goals and their dreams. And that's what I started doing. And man, it's probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made because we wouldn't be on the phone if I had not decided to do that. Man, um, we wouldn't be on, we, yeah, we wouldn't be on the phone right now. I wouldn't be hosting a TV show. I wouldn't have been an ESPN radio because that podcast that I started is the foundation for all of that. So, yeah, and and to be honest, man, that podcast is the foundation for this one. And, and wow. 
And I say that just because I wanted to do it, but it's easier to get started when you see somebody that you know doing it. And you drug me along with you too, you know, and it's cool to be able to say that you've been able to share your story and to be able to reach out to different people. But it's different when you get those receipts, you know, like me telling you this is a receipt or you getting those different praises and compliments and thank yous from your listeners, all receipts, man. And I can literally say that you started a movement just by sharing your story. Wow. Wow. Don't get me choked up on this, on the show, man. Come on now. <laughs> you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Man. <laughs> and, and, and it is all about you just because, you know, the journey that you've been on is so unique and so inspiring that, and you had to be the first person on my show, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's an honor, man. Yeah, that's, no doubt. That's an absolute honor. So in doing this show, man, like you've done over 100 episodes. Yes, yes. In 30, and, and you have subscribers in 30 different countries? Yeah, man, it, it surprised me, too. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I just started, you know, I, I downloaded Thumbtack. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, I did it for a while without looking at numbers or any yeah. of that type of stuff. And then finally I downloaded some software and it shows you like a map of where people are listening and subscribing. And I saw the map and it just blew my mind. Um, and then, you know, people DM me on social media or email me or whatever, because I put my name, my uh, social media or email on my podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're from all over. And it's just like, thank you for your message and you're helping me and you help me do this. I'm like, all because I decided to share my story and start, you know, doing the things I was talking about from my closet. I started my podcast in my closet, <laughs> you know. And it's just like from my closet, I was able to reach the world. And that's, it's just mind-blowing to me, mind-blowing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you came out of the closet. That was a terrible joke about it. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> so what, what are some lessons that you've learned in, in, in being able to put out so many shows and reach out to so many people? Just consistency, man. Just mm. consistency. Um, and simplicity as well. Uh, I'm a person that likes to make complex issues simple. And so I I think for me, I don't really look at the hundred episodes. I look at, I was able to do one episode each week. You know, I didn't set out and say, I'm going to do 100 episodes. I'm going to interview whatever. I just said, let me do an episode, one episode every week, no matter what. And before that, you know, making it even simple before I started, I was like, I know nothing about podcasts. So I said, you know what? On my lunch break while I'm in the military, I'm going to spend 10 to 30 minutes every day on my lunch break. Uh, I think it was an hour. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I set aside time during my lunch break to research equipment that I needed for podcasting or how to launch your podcast. So it's like simple little one thing at a time steps that help me accomplish the, the larger uh, the larger goal. And that's something that I take in my life that helped me, you know, in education, that helped me in fitness, helped me in everything. It's just taking things one day at a time, focusing on the, the time that's right in front of you um, and mastering that. And that has helped me so much in life. Man, that's powerful. <laughs> that is. And, and 
I, I, I got to agree with you, man. It, it's the smallest things that make the biggest impact. You know, just being consistent, like you said, and doing yeah. the little work makes the big work so easy. Um, you, you brought up something that I, I want to touch on, too. Uh, first, I want to say congratulations um, because you just graduated. Tell us tell us about your degree. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, I just got my master's degree in uh, media communication studies from the Florida State University. You got to say the. Um, <laughs> yes, sir, the but, Florida State, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I just accomplished that big goal. And, you know, I, there's a lot of people, I guess, to get their master's degree. It may not be a big deal for them, but from someone that had to get my GED, um, a lot of people don't know about that, but oh, man. from going from getting my GED to earning a master's degree from one of the top colleges in the country, man, it's, it's a blessing. And it's all a result of, like I said before, one step at a time. So, yep. okay. so, so tell us how easy that was. <laughs> oh, getting the master's degree? Yeah. Nah, I, one of the hardest things I've ever done, man, um, you know, when I was in undergrad and like I was in the military, I was coaching, I was doing podcasts, doing so many different things. Yeah. If if I had assignment due on Sunday, I wouldn't start that assignment until Sunday. Yep. <laughs> and you know, and I was able to knock it in, knock it out, and do well on it. And you go get your master's; it's not like that. You know, if you have an assignment due on Sunday, you better put work in on it all week. Right. Um, and so. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. I'm going to sound repetitive, but if I had a 20-page paper, you know, most people look at it like, oh, my God, I have a 20-page paper. My life is over. The way I look at things is, okay, I have a 20-page paper, but I have to write it on five different sections or five different topics. So let me do one topic at a time. And one topic, if it's five different sections, there's four pages apiece. So actually, I have uh, five four-page papers. You know, does that make sense? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy, man. That's the perfect way to look at it. So let me just knock out this first paper. Let me go ahead and get that done on Tuesday. Let me get this one done on Wednesday. You know, and then at the end of the week, I got my 20-page paper, and it's just being simplistic and breaking it down. So, yeah, I, I really had to be disciplined, and I had to be consistent in my work and diligent in my work, um, and it wasn't easy at all. While we're hosting a TV show, having to cover all these different athletics, um, going to these different sporting events, um, it, it wasn't difficult. Uh, uh, Florida State is in Tallahassee, which is an hour and a half away from Panama City. Mm-hmm. I live in Panama City, so I'm commuting back and forth. Um, it, I had to sacrifice a lot. It was so difficult, but it was worth it. Man, so you're in the master's program, you're covering sporting events, and you're commuting an hour and a half. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. So, geez, man, let me let that sink in for me. <laughs> jeez. So as you're doing this, um, you end up getting into broadcast with Florida State. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me how that kind of shaped, uh, shaped up and, and panned out. Man, blessing. Blessing. Mm. Um, I was hosting, oh, I, I said I was doing all of that, but I forgot to mention I was hosting a radio show in Panama City full time So while I was driving back. You're to going school. to school in Tallahassee yeah. and hosting a radio going show. Going to school? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Would you have in a time Panama machine, City. bro? 
<laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> man, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it was crazy. But um, I, I was doing the back and forth thing. And, you know, I decided that um, I, I went through and I looked at the bio of every media personality that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up their bio. And I, I looked up, when I looked up that bio, I was like, you know, they have some gaps. There's some gaps between them and I that I need to fill. And one thing I, I noticed that they all, like, went to college, which I did. I did the online thing, but it's different. They went to college, and while they were at college, they were covering the sports team there. Um, and I was like, you know what? I need that experience. I want to refine my skills. Like, I, you know, I have my self-developed skills of being consistent and starting this interview thing. Yep. But I want to learn. I want to learn from the greats. I want to go to a school that has produced people that are out there in the field in which I want to work in. And I want to, you know, I don't want to look at the car that Stephen A. Smith has or his salary. I want to look at what he did to get there. And I want to, you know, replicate that. And so that's what I decided to do. That's why I decided to go back and get my master's. So I essentially left my dream job at ESPN Radio, which is what I always wanted to do, so that I could go to school so I can take it to the next level. So after I leave ESPN Radio, I, you know, I'm going to Florida State. I start volunteering I'm, for no money, I'm working these sporting events, whatever they need me to do, camera work, you know, radio, uh, audio work, whatever they need me to do, I'm doing on volunteering. And just so happened, you know, because I'm there and they see me, they're like, yo, we need somebody. We're starting this TV show um, and we need someone with experience. We don't want a student. We need somebody with experience to, to host this show. And I was already there. And I'm like, hey, look, check out this resume, partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, here. <laughs> I'm already here. Uh, so, you know, I gave my resume and it was like, wow, you know, cool. Let's, you know, let's give you an audition. I did an audition and I killed it. And, you know, the rest was history. So you went from volunteering to starting in the show, basically. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And that wouldn't have happened, you know, sorry to keep going, but that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have left um, the radio station, which was hard for me to do because that's what I always wanted to do. But while I was there, I was like, I can feel kind of the glass ceiling, you know. Yep. I want to take it, you know, on a larger scale. So I had to take a big leap of faith to leave my dream job, to go to Florida State and just start, essentially start volunteering. And, you know, so, yeah. So you say you, you felt like you were reaching a glass ceiling. What 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 were the limitations of where you were working at? Well, you know, it's in Panama City. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if all your listeners know about Panama City. It's small. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's small, man. And, uh, you know, there aren't any major sports teams here. So we were essentially covering high school sports, you know, which is fine if that's your thing. Um, I just saw that. And, you know, I'm big on uh, working for the right people. If you're going to work for someone, you need to work for the right people and people that, you shouldn't just go for a paycheck, you know, yep. people that. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, man. You know, people whose visions line up with yours and people that want to take it to the next level. Um, if, if you're a person that doesn't want to accomplish great things and you're working with someone that does, y'all probably not going to get along too good. Um, and vice versa. If you want to make ESPN Radio Panama City the best radio station in Florida or in the country, and the people you work for don't have those same goals, they're fine with just, you know, doing whatever, then it's not going to work out. So 
um, I could tell that if I stayed there, that they wouldn't allow me to grow and be as great as I wanted to be. So, Big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So now, on this end of the vision that we've sat and talked about for hours at a time, how does it how does it feel to legitimately be a sports anchor? Like from going from listening to those shows in the warehouse and sweating and working hard and thinking that could be me, how do you feel now that it is you? Brandy, I'm gonna tell you 110 pursuit. Uh, I said pursuit. I'm gonna tell you 110 percent truth. Um, it didn't really hit me until I had to take a step back from it due to the coronavirus. Ah, I see. That, I see. That's keeping it a hundred. Um, because I'm so, I was so focused on trying to get better or looking at. Okay, well. I'm not doing what Stephen A. Smith does. or You know what I'm saying? Like, we get so caught yeah, up yeah. in comparing and just trying to get better that we don't realize actually what we're doing. And, um, you know, until it was that I had to stop doing it, you know, because of the coronavirus. And I'm like, wow, I was doing, I was on TV with Leonard Hamilton and, and, and uh, Mike Norville and all these great, every week. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm on TV. I'm on Fox Sports. Like, Jay, this is what you dreamed about, you know. Um, it wasn't until I had to stop and slow down that I realized actually how big um, what I was doing, how big it was, and what I was a part of. Man. Dude. <laughs> one, one thing I took away from that is, well, actually two things. One is how focused you are. You know, you're so focused on getting everything right and, and doing everything that you wanted to do to get there. You didn't even realize you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And two is the humility of not making it more about you than about what you're doing. And, and I got to definitely applaud you for that, too, man, because some people, they don't even need to get there to be bragging about it or, you know, making a big deal about it, but that's just not who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, um, man of like I said, I, I had people along the way that started telling me and like, that people like, oh my God, you know, like my professor, like, and I had some professors that were kind of like no nonsense professors. And so I walk into class and I see her smiling at me. I'm like, what, you know, what in the world? Why smiling at me? And she pulled me over to the shop. She was like, I was at the gym and I saw you on TV. And oh, she's just man. smiling and laughing and stuff. And she's yeah. like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, so I had people along the way tell me, but to me, in my mind, I'm always trying to get better. So I'm like, I don't see what they're seeing. Like, they're telling me I'm doing such a great job with this and the third. But I'm like, I need to get better. I think I suck. <laughs> really, you know. I'm like, yo, this transition from radio to TV was hard. I, it was a lot harder than what I thought it would be. Um, and so I'm trying to get better every day and that's what I'm focused on. And so it, like I said, it didn't really sink in, but I thank you for that, for that compliment. Yeah, man. And, and it, I know it's probably different, you know, seeing it from people who don't really know you, but dude, I've watched you go from being that airman talking to the master sergeant, who was me about these dreams. And dude, I was sold from the minute that you started speaking and I knew it was in you, but it's different now to see you actually 
be there. And I'm proud of you for the fact that you're here, but you're still hungry. Super hungry. And I don't mean that to try to be cool or try to be deep or whatever, but I, I, I want it bad, man. I want it bad. Like, I'm trembling right now with it. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. And, 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 I, and I wanted to share that with all of my listeners because, you know, everybody says that they want to do something. Everybody says that they want to accomplish a goal. And, you know, our messages are so intertwined. Granted, I'm a fitness guy. And you're a media guy, right? But, you know, we collaborate so easily because our message is the same. I'm all about yeah. setting impossible, setting and achieving impossible goals, and you're all about destroying doubt. <laughs> you know, what's the difference, really? <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. Yeah. But it's important for folks to hear these stories of people actually winning and realizing that it wasn't all roses and it wasn't all easy and there was some, there was some struggle, there was some difficulty, but it can be done if you set your mind to it. Absolutely. So what's next on the agenda for you, man? Oh, man. Like, get better every day. Just get better. Yep. You know, I, you know, I'm going to keep it real simple. I hope this isn't too simple of an answer, but if I get better each day, um, that opens up whatever it is I want to do. So, you know, I don't look at the big picture. You're sitting in the back of my mind. I know I want to be yeah. the best uh, sports media personality on TV. I, I want to be the best. I want to be better. Than, than Stephen A or whoever it is, uh, I want to be the best, but I know that I have to get better every single day. So that's my that's what's next for me, to be better today than I was yesterday. Because right now I don't feel like I deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with with whoever you know you may deem to be up at the top. So just get better, be better today than I was yesterday. Okay, I see. And for for the people that are listening, like what? What do you do to to sharpen your 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 tool set, your skills? Constantly, constantly studying, man. Probably studying too much. Um, my wife would say, <laughs> I, "I know that if, feeling." If, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ever see me, uh, I got my AirPods in and I'm listening to podcasts. I'm watching, you know, sports, trying to be as informed as possible because that's one of the sharpest tools I feel like on my belt is. Or it should be in any reporter or broadcaster's belt. The more information that you have, the more, the better you can be in a, in a conversation. You yeah. know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so just being informed, and also like learning the. I don't want to be like them because you want to be yourself. Um, but just learning the art and science behind, you know, the whole broadcasting thing. Like, there's a reason why this person pronounces things a certain way. There's a reason why they look this way. Their posture is this way. You know, you kind of set the tone. So just learning the science behind it and studying the greats. Um, Colin Cowherd, I don't know if people are are familiar with him, but he's one of the best storytellers I think is out there. And yeah. so I listen to him a lot and try to just see, like, how is it that he has millions of people tuning into him every day? He has to be doing something right, you know? Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I don't want to mimic it. I, I don't want to mimic it at all. I don't want to be Colin Cowherd. I want to be Jay Sutton. Um, but there is some science behind it, and I'm trying to learn. So that's what I do. Just be informed and try to learn the science behind uh, my craft. Man, that's good. And, and to anybody out there, like no matter what you're doing, for me, I'm a fitness guy, and I, I dabble in a little bit of media too, but it's mostly fitness-related. 
But just like my brother said, man, in order for me to be able to train a client effectively, I've got to have more information than I need about that person or about their conditions or about their injuries or whatever than I need to be prepared so that when it's time to execute, I'm ready. And there's not too many surprises. There's not too many things that just pop up because I've prepared. And a lot of people forget that they actually need to prepare, man, you know. Um, and and I'm, I'm saying all this to, to, to highlight how special what you're doing is because, you know, everybody wants to start a podcast, but they just pick up a mic and start talking. They don't look at how to interview people. And a lot of what I've been learning has been from you, you know, um, because you've interviewed me probably more than anybody else on your show, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I, I think that it's important for people to really see that you can do anything you set your mind to as long as you stay focused on it and learn what makes you unique in that niche. You don't want to yeah. be Stephen A. You don't want to be Shannon Sharp. You know, you want to be you, but learn how to captivate folks and bring them in to that same capacity. Now, I know you want the capacity, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Man. Such a such a such an amazing story. And, you know, I, I do want to have you back to talk about, you know, your experience um, with the military, too. And we'll do another show about that for sure. Um, but I, I do want to tell you, too, just like you did with me, you're always welcome on this platform. <laughs> and I'll probably call you more than you want me to. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, man, you, you know, you're good people. I, I wear it out now. Don't, don't, don't say that to a minute. I'll hey, wear bro. it out. Hey, Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, you already know, man, as, as much of a red carpet as you've rolled out for me, I got another one for you, bro. We good. <laughs> so, so. All right. Now I'm going to transition to another part of the show. I'll call it five and out. So I'm going to ask you five questions. I didn't give you any prep for it. I think you'll be able to handle it. You know, being a sports okay. anchor and all, you know, you, you're the master, right? <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm stretching. Super simple stuff, but it's things that I've kind of come up with to help my audience get to know you just a little bit better. First question. Okay. Is it like rapid fire or is it rapid fire or is it? Yeah, rapid fire, but you can elaborate if you need to. So, you know, don't, okay. All right, gotcha. don't overthink it. Favorite gotcha. motivational or workout song? Oh God, man! I got See? too many. So you failed already, man. <laughs> I got I got too many, but I know one off the top of my head where it will not allow me to give up, and it's uh, until I pass out by Uncle Rick. Okay, all right, all right. Yes, until I pass out. And for everybody listening, I will uh, put all of this information in the show notes too. So if you guys want to go listen, it'll be there. If you're working out and you put that song on. And you're running a mile. You don't finish that mile with this song. Something is seriously wrong with you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one is favorite cheat meal. Meal. So we're not talking candy and stuff. Meal. <laughs> Whatever it is, man. What's that one thing you go to if you if you need it? Uh, Twizzlers, which Twizzlers? I just had to. Twizzlers? Yeah, Twizzlers. Just the regular old dry Twizzlers, man? Yes, or the twist and peel ones, either okay. or. Okay, yeah. right. you, you, you're working your way back up now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> twizzles it is, okay. Favorite um, favorite exercise or any sport or whatever to keep you in shape? 
Playing basketball. Basketball. Yeah, I knew that. Playing basketball. <laughs> I knew yep. that. Um, and, and while we're on this one, I'm going to ask you the other two later. Uh, what have you been doing to stay in shape during all this coronavirus stuff? Uh, walking and jogging. So I would like to jog every time that I could, but I have this uh, uh, Achilles issue. I see. So, yeah, I, I'll jog one day, then I'll take a couple of days off, and if it still bothers me, then I'll just walk whenever it's time for me to do my cardio again. Um, so, yeah, jogging and, and, uh, and walking is, is something that I've been really big on. And now bike riding, because that's even less pressure off of my Achilles. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Okay. All right. And we'll, we'll chat offline, too. You know, I had some Achilles issues, so I may be able to help you out, too. Appreciate that, for sure. All right, next question is one piece of advice that you would give anyone trying to set a goal of any type or trying to achieve a goal, I'm sorry. One, say that one more time, I'm sorry. One piece of advice for anyone trying to achieve a goal. I'm going to uh, refer back to something I said earlier. Break it down into, if you have a, a what seems to be an impossible goal, break it down into small, sizable, achievable goals. Um, one thing that my mom did for me that I absolutely hated growing up that has helped me so much in life is she made me wash dishes every single day. Mm. Even when I wasn't there, if I went out of town for a week and went off with some friends or whatever, when I came back home, I had to wash the dishes for the entire week. Mm. I'm like, ain't no way in hell they ate this much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would just look at all of these dirty dishes in the, in the kitchen, this mountain of dirty dishes, and it would be so daunting. But what I learned to do was, you know what, let me separate it. Let me put the glasses over here. Let me put the utensils over here, the plate, the pot. And once I had everything separated, it's like, it's not really that bad. I just got a few pots knock out these glasses, and I'm done. And so take that and apply that to your life. I don't care what it is. You have this big goal you want to achieve. Break it down into small, sizable, achievable steps and attack it one thing at a time. And before you know it, it's done. Man, and, and you know, dude, I, I, got, I, have to, I have to agree with you, you know, and even from my perspective, you know, a lot of people come in, and say that I can't do this and I can't do that, you know, as far as fitness is concerned. But as soon as you show them how to walk a little bit and then you speed up that pace before they know it, they're running. Before they know it, they're jumping again. They're doing all of that different stuff. And it's because I won't give them more than they can handle at one time. So you may say it's repetitive, but for everybody listening, every single time you hear that, Make sure you take heed to that advice because that's the only way you're going to get something done is by doing it in chunks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last question. How do we get in contact with you, brother? Well, I don't really like people, so don't get in contact. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That's how. <laughs> Nah, man, if you want to get up with me, you know, uh, you can reach out to me. Twitter is my biggest social media app. That's the one I use the most. Um, and it's, this is Jay Sutton. Um, at this is Jay Sutton. T-H-I-S-J-A-Y-S-U-T-T-O-N. It's the same thing on Instagram and on Facebook. It's just Jay Sutton. So, yeah. Okay. 
And for everybody listening, I'm going to put my man's contact info in the uh, in the show notes so that if you want to reach out, please do. I know he will treat you like royalty, just like he does everybody else. And if you have not had an opportunity to listen to his show, I'm not the one to promote other podcasts on my podcast because I'm selfish, but <laughs> <laughs> this dude has a show that will blow your mind. And with 100 or so episodes, it's enough for you to kind of get a feel for who he is and what kind of impact he's been able to bring to people's lives. Is there anything else you want to share with my with my audience, my dude? Nah, man. I, I thank you so much for having me. I did want to say real quick, if you go to my podcast and you see the 88 episodes, just know that the other 20 or so is on YouTube. Um, and that like the YouTube channel is, I want to say, Jay Sutton. Um, or you can just type in destroying doubt. You probably find it. So don't say he said he had a hundred episodes. He Right. So uh, yeah, you can check it out. But again, man, I'm honored to be on your show, man. Someone, it you know, when someone great tells you that you inspire them, that means that you're doing something right, man. And to be up here with you, and to be on your first ever. Uh, podcast episode is something that I know is going to be great because everything you touch is great. It's an absolute honor, and I thank you for having me. Man, and again, I know this sounds like a bromance, and it kind of is, but, dude, <laughs> I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that other than I would not be here doing this right now if it wasn't for you, my dude. And for that, I'm going to give you a round of applause. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And we are out.